Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Get ready, cause here I come. Blah, 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 blah. It's that time of the week again. We should have rehearsed that beat. <laughs> All the thoughts you're thinking, but not saying. Stace and I will go ham. We each bring a gem to the table, something we're thinking, but not saying. Ain't nothing Coming up this app. How quick we are to criticise alternative techniques or lifestyles without ever actually trying them. Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. Welcome to this show and welcome to 2017 <laughs> slash we're a couple of months late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's the, one of the first few times we've been back. It's true. Wow. It's kind of new for us, but not for everybody else. Everyone's like TikTok. Let us know if there is a guest. I think we might put up a post this week about guest suggestions because the last time we did a video on that, you guys delivered. Mm. We had so many ideas. Um, and I think after many years of us kind of thinking about who we want to pick the brains uh, of, you guys have a right to weigh in on this convo. But I think the other thing to keep in mind as well is it doesn't have to be celebi. No, it can like, be anybody that you find interesting and you want to get inside their brain and get bit, a bit more of an insight from. But it's a good place to be in that we've, for the last few years from doing the show, had some, some really special names on our hit list and have ticked a few off. Yeah, so uh, we are welcoming all kinds of suggestions just hang out on our Facebook page. You'll see it pop up over the next week. Because I was going to say it will come up today, but it never does. It's not that organised. Sometimes I remember. Because we record, yeah, it's not live, obviously. So, Because then you'd have to note down in your phone, you'd set an alarm, when's it going on live, all that stuff. I have that much in my head that sometimes I'll just be like, oh, Today, it'll pop like out. randomly, yeah. but I don't want to do that this year, guys. So it'll just, be like, up just like private message us or whatever. Yeah, please just do. anywhere. Please do. Um, I also wanted to drop that in May. We are looking to do <gasps> a podcast tour. Now it is very early days, and instead of doing some big announcement or whatever, I guess I wanted to raise it because we still haven't decided our exact hit list. As in where we'll go, where we'll take it. I would imagine we've got four options and, oh, you know, you could double up on a weekend. Melbourne, Sydney, Perth, Adelaide. Whoa, don't chuck them out there. Well, no, they're questions. Like what are the four options you're talking? Well, I think that's what I was saying. We should throw it over to people. Ah, okay. Let us know that too. Because you might have, look, if it's you by yourself, it's going to be tough for us to come to Mackay, right? But if you've got 20 mates... There might be some way that you've got, you know what, you should come to me. You need to come to my destination. I reckon we should be open to considering that. Yeah, as we people that lived go, in, in the country in regional areas for a very long time. Or, yeah, you know, and yeah, anywhere, I think. And so we probably don't know those specifics. We've got an idea of how many of you listen in Australia and America and Europe, blah, blah, blah. But we don't have those real breakdowns. And since the whole idea is to come to our posse... We need to know where you are. So, again, private message us on Facebook is the easiest way to contact us. We read it all the time. We have a team looking over it all the time. So, someone will get back to you as soon as possible. So, that's the best way. And 
we'll start having a bit of a think about that. So stay tuned for those Do you know what's most exciting about that? Mm -hmm. Like if you're not going maybe to cap cities that you can just, you know, jump on a flight to, we might have to do a road trip. That's very exciting. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, it'd be good if you had an airport. Yeah, but I wouldn't mind. As somebody that drove an RV, it was huge. Like a couple months ago, I'm quite capable. I'm happy with that. I just can't park it. Airport. It's It's a lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) All right, moving on. So 2017, as we said, uh, has kicked off because we had a bit of a gap at the beginning. Mm, yeah, with the summer sessions. We've been able to really massage into it. And and when I say massage, I mean our guest list because with a bit of space, we've got some room to be able to be patient mm. with those that we lo- would really like it's to kind speak of like, to. It's kind of like a steak that you need to massage the spices into or you leave <laughs> sit marinade and always says it, you know, in those um, recipes that say let let it sit to marinade for four hours. Who's got time to do that? Now, this particular woman uh, is a media personality presenter, author, comedian I've got written here, which I didn't know. It's, it's funny when you do titles of people and what do you classify yourself under because these are a lot of things that you would write on the passport mm, list. Mm. Um, we are talking about the one and only Gretel Colleen who joins us this week. Hello, Gretel. Hello, yay. Would you I call are you, my own round of applause? Do you yay. call yourself yay. a um, a comedian? Well, it's funny you should say that because I actually started in stand up comedy when I was uh, twenty or so. And I still get up and do do stuff. In fact, I'm heading off to Perth to do some shows and I've got another one coming up for Mardi Gras, which is stand-up as well. So uh, it's not something that everybody knows that I do, uh, but that's where I started and I still do it. But it's not like my main thing. It's just think it's important to keep your toe in the water. Yeah, yeah. keeps you sharp. What do you write? I'm always so fascinated about this. What do you write um, if you've got a space, like if you're going to a new doctor's surgery or on the passport when it says occupation? Do you put just one? Because you do lots of different things. I put um, company director. Yeah, nice. Oh, that's good. I started doing content creator. Oh, have you? See, some of the countries I go to, because I've done a lot of journalism stuff, you've got to be careful the country that you go to and what you classify yourself as. Yeah, true. Um, I didn't even think of that. And businessmen are always safe. Mm. Businessmen, business people. And I have a company and I am a director of it. So I thought, do that because otherwise you don't want to be going through customs and, and you've had a 30-something hour flight and someone says, tell us a joke. And if yeah. you don't oh, horrific. Joke, no. <laughs> you need to put business lady. Now, those particular, those particular days, Feb 16th and 17th at the State Theatre in WA, and we've just realised that you're doing a show called Guru – Gretz and her psychic sex and life advice, which is on yes. February 19th at the Urban Winery in Sydney, which I've just realised is a weekend. Yay, we can go! <laughs> and we can't get out much during the week, no. so that's very exciting. If you haven't listened to the show before, welcome. If you found us through Gretel, even a bigger hello. Thanks for joining us. Um, we are two chicks that talk thoughts you're thinking but not saying. You can hear us weekly on this on this show, but also on the Kiss Network across the country. Um, from 7 till 9 during the week. The way that this show works is that we each bring a gem to the table, crack, crack into each other's lives a little bit, mm-hmm. and Philip the Duck will rein us in uh, after a period of time to say, shut the fuck up. That's the basically. duck sound effect. Because we had somebody say that they listen back to the podcast the opposite way, so not from the start to the end. So they listen well, most... From the end to the start. Yeah, so, so they listened most recent to least recent. And we stopped explaining who, who Philip was. was. And they said, we always thought <laughs> Philip was the boy maybe in the studio that was actually a person that pressed the record button. And, That's and, what I thought he was. Yeah. No. So he's actually a, a duck. duck. 
So he is the he is essentially a timer mm. that he'll go off at the end of uh, the only the, man that's ever been on this show. What about Lane Beach's husband? He popped a word in one time. Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah from in excess. Yeah, he's. We'll like, allow it. But we'll he allow was, like, it. In the background. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I won't. I won't be scared now. Now that I know what that noise is. <laughs> yes, you won't. All right. So let's do a contents. Can we? Uh, just a bit of a headline of what we each want to bring. Uh, you go first, young mate. Okay. I want to bring to the table um, how surprising it is the people that don't support the best version of yourself because I've struggled with that actually the last couple. Uh, of months. I want to bring uh, where's the line with being unliked at work. Mm. Oh, this is so fascinating. Ooh, I'm one. bringing how quick we are to criticise alternative techniques or lifestyles without ever actually trying them. Okay. Do you want to crack so into that first, Gretel? Or do you want to go or, where do you want to go? Yeah, you say. Well, let's warm up what do you think? Okay. I feel like – can I go first? Yeah, get it's it off a bit your chest. fresh for me. Yeah. Um, so over the last couple of days – you know what? I don't like to say this often because we worked really hard to get um, – the, show, the radio show that we do and a lot of other things. So I often felt last year in particular, if I had a rough day, I, I, I wouldn't say it as much because I, I felt almost guilty to wish it away. You know, it had mm. taken such a long time and such hard work to get it that I don't think I allowed myself to even say, well, that was tough sometimes. Mm. Mm. And that's in the past because you're allowed to have hard days and still be grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have had a tough week at work. And I think there is a funny line because my work self – and my personal self, which is I kind of am still in a place where I'm not 100% certain of how comfortable I am or where I stand with it, can be quite different. Mm. Um, and I am also a person that sees things, I can really switch off. I can really, when we're talking about work, and, and that includes myself because I am on the show. When we're talking about you work, separate. Yeah. I am, yeah. the, you know, half of the show. Mm. So even to be able to have that ability is often quite um Unique because I don't think everybody is able to do that. For people that aren't sure, when you say you're different, maybe different personality-wise at work versus not at work. What do you well, mean? Well, I guess I'm I'm pretty um, I'm pretty ambitious, and we're still really early days, so I want things to get moving. Mm. I have high expectations for myself, so I have quite high expectations of those around me. Um, but that means also that I challenge a lot. I mm-hmm. challenge things a lot. I always, and I'm never, I'm never, I'm not one that won't take a yes or no from authority and things, but I will ask questions You about always it. question, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, well, how do we get to that? Or is there a way we can do this? Or have we considered this option? Or can, I'm that person. And that is sometimes not the most liked person at work. What I will say is though, I've worked with plenty of people that question for the wrong reasons, to feel important, to feel as though their voice is being heard. I don't know, because other areas of their life they need to they're not it's not fulfilled like in relationships or whatever that they come to work and they can feel like they can you know boss people around a little bit the questions that you ask are always really worthy questions where you're where the reason you ask them is to figure out whether it can be done a better way and to understand why and that's nice of you to say but I don't think like everybody around us always thinks that no and and I think often when I do question things, a lot of the time people are taking it that I'm questioning them mm. and I'm not, but that's not the way that it's always perceived. 
And this week I found really hard that we just did a lot of big stuff, big stuff for our little show and we dreamt big and we achieved and it was great. But what, you know, what was a fun moment took a lot of work. (laughs) Um, There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, so like, and we also have to work really hard at making sure that that comes across as fun as possible, but it did. We were fairly authentic. If it was going to be a disaster, we'll say on air that it was a disaster. What about the hair and makeup lady that was in at one point and then she, (laughs) towards the end, because this, you know, S escalated a little bit she as she was walking out she goes fuck and I thought radio was a walk in the park <laughs> it just and it just got to a point where I don't know I feel like there's that fine line because harmony is something that I I I don't know I hold with importance and that's not something I only want to have in my personal life so there is a fine line of getting things done and being the person that sees things first. Maybe, you know, that's where we should go. Let's all have a go there. Mm. Um, and also understanding that not everybody works like that and we want to get along and have a good time. We don't want to have to be feeling like we're chugging away all the time. Mm. That balance is something that I am at the moment really perplexed about. Mm. Interesting. I have a couple of questions Mm -hmm. or points. First of all, I think a lot of women feel that being liked is really important in the workplace um, and they make it a big priority when maybe people aren't even thinking whether they like you or not. It's it's possibly not an issue, but Mm -hmm. a lot of women are held back by this like thing. Well, in this instance, I've been told, I was told, that I was okay. being hard, yeah. That I was, um, yeah, challenge, challenging everything, and I don't know, they beat around the bush. But okay, so on a personal level, do you care with the people at work like you? I think, no. I think that's the the next question is probably along those lines: is are you really a different person in at work and at home? Uh, you were saying that socially in work you're a different person, but I think sometimes. We have, as women, we have to, we still have to be careful. We still tread on toes. If you're intimidating, if you're bright, if you if you're quicker than other people, and that being the case, a huge part of the responsibility is yours. You have to actually have to learn not to shut up, but you have to learn how to get your message across without upsetting people and still being liked if that's important to you. So I think that's actually part of the art of communication and is possibly something you could learn. Not, I'm not the makeup artist. I should let all the listeners know. It was not me that was offended or whatever <laughs> the situation was. But, you know, th- this can be something to improve upon because the way a message is given is really important. If you're making other people feel stupid or inadequate or a bit slow or unnecessary, that's not a goal. No, it's not. And even if I have good intentions, that doesn't change the result, you know, and I'm aware of that. Um, But that's something that I need to have a a bit of a think about. And I look, I think already this year I've approached everything a little bit differently. I was a bit heightened last year and Mm -hmm. had a lot to lose and there was a bit of a different approach already. I've kind of seeked counsel on this. So Mm -hmm. whereas before Mm -hmm. last year I kind of went, you know what, it's not my job to figure this all out. I'm not running the show everywhere. So I need a bit of a hand and and I, I raise that. So I think... Yeah, I'm on the right steps, but it is very in the middle and it it can be very isolating. Yeah. You do – what I will say is you do check yourself pretty regularly. Like within yourself, I know that you've said that you do that. But then with me, a lot of the time you ask, you go, was I out of line there? Yeah. Or what do – you know, some – you know, it's been said that I said this. Did I say that? 
or what did you what did you think about that? Mm. So what I will say is that um, and not because I need self I don't know like an ego fix. I just am trying. You're trying to make sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to get different views because I mm. and I don't I don't necessarily take that exactly what you say on board or or somebody else specifically, mm. but I like the people that I trust and and I'm interested to hear will go away and put together a bit of an idea of where I stand with it, you know, not just my view. Have you ever had to do that, Gretel, where you walk away and you go, I literally have to change my approach and what I do for it to work? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I I still. I, I think um, being uh, how I, is there a trick to it? Uh, that would suggest that I've mastered it. I'm more conscious, really, of the dilemma that people can still be scared of strong women, uh, and I've been conscious of that all my life. And so it, I'm conscious sometimes that I'm translating something. I don't know if you girls relate to this. It's like I'm speaking a second language. I'll think something and want to react one way and then I'll translate it into mm. ah. human language. How do yeah. you do that? How's, how know. does your mind? I, can, I, can, I've, I think I've even witnessed you doing it. How does your like, mind I differ? I think I can see you doing it sometimes, especially on the project. <laughs> how does your mind differ, Gretel, from the way that you put it out to the world? Because I think a lot of us, our immediate reaction, if you actually had a thought bubble next yeah, it's to true. your head, like, like a, a girl I was talking to on, on the phone today, hello, yeah. Okay, there he is. Phone today, just said something to me about a show I'm doing that was really unnecessary. It was kind of like, it undercut and was kind of hurtful. And I really wanted to just go, what that? Like, what? And, but, and then I thought over it afterwards, I thought, I didn't want to take on all of her garbage about commenting about my show and the timing of it, something really superficial. But I was immediately hurt by it. Then I kind of swallowed that so she wouldn't be hurt by it. But I thought, no, that's okay. Because as I'm sensing with you girls, you just want people to be happy. And if that means you suck it up a little bit and have to translate your thoughts into human or bottle some things up or put them through a more acceptable channel that is less immediate and not, not the fast lane, uh, I think that's okay. Yeah, I that's think that's a good piece of advice. Mm. I think the big thing for us is that for a long time we were in a creative little um, playroom that was just was us and, you know, freelancers and doing your own thing. Mm. And whilst we weren't earning a lot of money, <laughs> um, it still was a beautiful space that you were completely in control of and also didn't have to really um, translate anything because Christy's in my head, I'm in her head. It's mm. always been a lovely yeah. creative partnership that we've had that is a dance. It's not a spot. Even though we do language and we speak language for a living, there's a, a creative understanding and synergy between us that isn't spoken. And mm. that's why it is so easy. And when we did get a team, it was always hard because everyone was like, well, we need to get into what you guys are in. It's like, well, that's impossible. We're going to have to just try and translate that. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's right. I think it's also about finding that, I don't know, that rhythm of releasing a little bit and knowing that, yeah, not everybody will – be exactly clear the way that we are it will just kind of work itself out in a way that will be enough because not everybody's capable of doing the same thing like sometimes the people that you're trying to communicate with with the translate thing won't be able to do the same and I do think that there's a couple of people I do think that the um that that it's very you're very quick to go to a woman being hysterical versus if if Mm. the way I raised my voice and I was, uh, if I had a, a dick, I just don't think that it would have been 
Yeah, I don't think yeah. so Because I didn't no. really raise my voice in no. my opinion. So, um, yeah. yeah, so it's just interesting. So I think you've got to watch that too, but there's not a whole lot I can do about that. No, no, it's true, but it's a difficult thing because what you're doing is creative and it is passionate, but by the same token, it can boil down to maths in a way. This needs to be here, this needs to do this, this plus this equals that, equals outcome. And sometimes I think as women we do put too much emotion into things. Yeah, yeah, that's so good advice. perhaps really try not to do that. Mm. Just think, okay, if my goal here is to communicate this, What's the best way to do it? And get and, that out and not worry about the every single mil, mil, like teeny details. Yeah. Yet. And I guess it's about trying different things too yeah. and seeing how the people around you respond well, because all, how the tact you use with that group of people versus another group might be different. Well, that's all very good advice. Thanks. Thanks, Gretel. Thanks, chicks. Yeah, <laughs> really girl. Hash that out. Reckon the girls are over, Sherris. Wait till you see them on Snapchat. <laughs> see what goes down behind the scenes. Follow the Thinker Girls on Snapchat. I want to bring to the table something that's been on my mind for the last few months, actually. How it can be quite surprising the people that you think should be supportive of you 110% and super blindly um, that sometimes aren't of your best <laughs> self. Seriously. Yeah. And I, surprising slash devastating. It is, yeah. And I think it makes it more <laughs> devastating. Yeah, because I think I'm I'm really lucky. I grew up in in a family that I'm I'm clo- I'm really close to my family. Um my brothers and sisters are like mates to me and although I live interstate from my family, I see them a lot and I talk to everybody like at at least every second day there'd be a phone call or with somebody. Whether it's yeah, like great. so I've got individual relationships with mum, dad, brother, sister, which is really nice. It's not just a you know, one point of call and then I get the vibe on what everybody else in the family is doing. I've made sure that that's, that's something very important to me because I've lived away for a few years. Um, and the last, if you listen to the podcast or the show, the, I've been on a bit of a journey with um, my drinking and how it, it's been a really long time coming for me because for the last decade or so, I've been running away from the fact that I have issues with alcohol. I'm a blackout drunk. And it's something that I need to work on. And I've been avoiding that for a really long time. The guilt and the shame around who do I have to apologise to? What have I done? I, it's so funny when I hit because we talk about it so much on a the lot. show. yeah. But it's so funny because I feel like even we're at the point where people know that you're already further on the road now. Because you go back, and obviously Gretel doesn't, and if anyone's listening to it for the first time, I get it. Yeah. But it's funny just hearing you say that kind of background in the past, I've gone, yep, 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 yep. But today hearing you, I feel like, I don't know, you're a person that is in the process or in the thick of being so much better. I feel disconnected you know I mean? from it now. Yeah. I do when I say you're, it out loud. You're further on the track than yeah. I think you were when we were talking oh, about yeah, it yeah, last. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of go, oh, I'll paint the picture for everybody because you need this for context because it's not yeah. just like a thing where I go, oh, I'm, I think I might just you know, slow my drinking down because I'm going to lose weight or whatever. Before that, you were probably still dancing in that. Oh, yeah. Whereas now it doesn't feel, it feels like, a, yeah, the past. Yeah, and it and that feels really nice because it feels like it gets easier and easier and I, and I haven't had a, a drink in the last almost four months now and I feel, honestly, the happiest and the healthiest I have ever been physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually and I think there's been this beautiful whole... Um, Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, roundedness to it where it's I not, not just feel really good in my body and myself, but it's also opened up this other kind of door to discovering my authentic self and what I what I'm interested in and what I like doing and I don't know I just feel I feel well, really I feel, just one part of yeah you, I feel yeah. really good but I felt feel like the booze for a long time kind of dulled down those other areas almost I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah, yeah it does but yeah. I, I feel really good and I caught up with family over Christmas so going back a couple of months now and I was around I was staying at mum and dad's house so I was there probably for about it was about two weeks. So it was a long time. So <laughs> by the end of it, I was like, fuck, get me out of here because they're going through a divorce. It's all very awkward. So there's just a lot going on, you know. Um, and it's interesting because I'm open with – my, I'm open with my family, but then I'm also not. So, like, I'll let them in on little bits and pieces, which probably sounds ludicrous because we are so open on the show and I'm so much more open with you and on the show speaking to randoms that listen to the radio sometimes than I am with my family. Well, I, I, I ain't no random. No, I just mean <laughs> like Joe Bloggs <laughs> listening would know probably more yeah. about my thought process around alcohol than I've let my yeah, dad know I because know. I can't be fucked with the judgment yeah, yeah. and I can't be bothered and for good reason because as I realised over Christmas, I knew it was going to be a bit challenging and a bit confronting and that's that's the key word that I've been working on with my therapist. She's like, people are going to be confronted mm. by this because it's going to make them look at their own behavior and the way that they and you're interact. young and everyone's like, what, do you really have a problem, blah, blah, blah. And if you've got a problem, what does that mean for me? Yeah. You know, what mm. do I have to oh, start looking at myself? early on. Yeah. Early on the piece. I was just <laughs> watching were. people just drawers drop everywhere we went. I'm like, we're here for an hour. We don't have – if she doesn't have a drink, even when she was boozing, we probably wouldn't drink anyway. She will the fuck out. People freeze. So I went back at, at a full-on time because it was like catching up for Christmas drinks and dinners and it was like family Christmas and then um, another family Christmas and New Year's and there was a lot of uh, celebrations around booze and I thought, fuck, how am I going to go here? But I did really well and I actually felt really good. And it was funny because on Christmas Day, things got a bit heightened between my family. Like, I don't my sister wasn't talking to me for half the day. Mum and dad were like saying underlying things to each other because even though they're getting a divorce, we all spent the, the Christmas Day as a family. So, of course, it's going to be dysfunctional regardless. Oh, and, yeah. and it was, it just didn't feel like a normal Christmas, obvious, for obvious reasons. But Although it, it kind of was everybody's Christmas in a way, yeah, that, that whole dysfunctionalism, but sorry, go on. But it is that. And that's the thing. Yeah. But you're, I think you're a bit 
you've been, I think you've all sheltered each other from it yeah. for a while. Yeah, I'm just more aware of it Because I was like, oh, now, that's just, yeah. you just deal, like, you've got to roll with the punches. <laughs> and anyway, my dad said something to me like, um, why aren't you having a drink? I said, no, nah, I'm, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, thanks. I'm just having soda water. And he's like, have a drink. And I was like, no, I'm fine. I know. I don't want to drink. He's like, what? You're not drinking at all. I said, no, I haven't for a little while. I'm fine, thank you. And then that was like Christmas and he didn't really say anything else. And then I went to bed because I cracked it because everyone was having a dig at each other and I was like, I'm over this, I'm going to bed. And then, and then I realised after my boyfriend told me the next day that my parents and in particular my dad were quizzing him saying, why is Christy giving up alcohol? Is that something you've told her to do? It wasn't something that they thought I was a capable of doing on my own as a as my own decision, but but b it must be some kind of instruction that she's been given the ultimatum, and and he Zane must be saying you give up booze or else, and he obviously was defended me and was like no, but then there was another time we were at a family function and and I said oh I don't feel that well, and my dad goes you need to get some booze into you. This is and this is kind of after things got a little bit awkward last time because I. I got a bit upset after that when I went to bed after Christmas and I didn't say anything back at that time. But the second time that he said it, I thought, nah, I'm going to say something here. And I said, what do you mean? I said, I feel the best I've ever felt. And it'd be really nice if you if you could see that and really support that because I feel really great. And he's like, you know, you're not an alcoholic. And I was like, how do you fucking know whether I'm an alcoholic or not? He goes, if you're an alcoholic, I'm an alcoholic. Oh, there Every, it is. Everybody, there it is. he explicitly said those words because I've written them down in my journal a couple of times. <laughs> and he, and I said, well, it's not about you. Like, it's about me. And, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you that I feel really, I feel really good. And, and I don't need you to justify my behaviour. And he said, you know, what are you, are you, are you quitting because you think you're an alcoholic? I said, yeah, actually, there was an element of me that, that suffered from an, from an addiction. And I'm finally coming to terms with that. And I'd really appreciate your support. And then we kind of went on and he kind of kept going on the same rant. And I've been thinking about it and thinking about that ever since. And I just was utterly devastated afterwards because I don't know, you just kind of hope that those people in your life, regardless of what it means for them um, or their own shit, that that can be kind of put aside. Mm. Mm. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? Alcohol is such a bonding factor in Australian society. There is, and in our industry, there is a drink everywhere you go. Every single place you go, there's alcohol. Mm. And people feel if you say that you're not drinking that you are not joining in, you're distancing yourself and they respond differently to someone who doesn't drink. Your dad is clearly going through a whole lot of stuff. So he might have just wanted things to be normal on that Christmas day in the terms of everybody normally had a drink and bonded. Mm. And he might have thought this was one of the contributing factors. Remember, while it was a weird Christmas for you, imagine what it was like for mum and dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, so often we look at ourselves in these situations and we forget other people have got stuff going on. The other thing is how you present it. So for periods in my life I haven't drunk, but now it was because I was pregnant. But the point is I had a reason. And I find now if I go out and I don't want to drink, if I say, oh, no, I'm still a bit crook from last night, 
that is a completely acceptable excuse in our society. But if you say, Mm -hmm. no, I've decided I've given up drinking, that is not acceptable. So once again, kind of in line with what we were talking about before, work out how you're selling the message. Because sometimes you can accept a glass and just sit on it. People don't even have to know that you're not drinking. You're just still holding it or feeling a bit crook or the doctor said I should cut back a bit because of my, you know, he's worried about my sugar levels. Or if you give people a reason other than judgment, which is what people see as alcoholism or whatever else, you just might find the packaging of the message is actually the issue. Yeah, I agree. And I have experimented with that, like – um, not telling people because, A, I feel like I don't know anybody in explanation anyway, but, B, it makes it a lot easier. And when I first – the first few social things I went to, you. I did that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like- but I think in this instance, because it was my family, I thought I don't need to make up anything. You know, yeah. I just felt like that that's a well, safe space. Well, I think space. also it was – you want, I think deep down you also wanted to have the conversation. He's your dad, you know, and you'd yeah. gone through a pretty yeah. big journey yourself. And I think that was always going to come up, you know. So I think, yeah, it's different if you're going to a work thing. But I oh, think yeah, yeah, eventually yeah. – and you also would have wanted to make a point to him and he would have wanted to make his point back to you. Yeah, because we butt heads. Yes. <laughs> and that's why we're close, but we also butt heads. But I think, yeah, it's funny. But it's, it is funny because I, I, I feel Because my like, mum, she struggles with drinking a bit and dad gets really mad at her for that. And I thought, if anything, far out, he'd be the he'd be definitely the person to understand or to go. That's a really good thing because you know he's been telling my mum that for years. So <laughs> it's funny though, um, I find particularly in our society as well, we we want everybody to be the same as us. Uh, particularly Australian society, we don't want people to excel at things. We want everybody. I don't eat meat, for example. Now. That causes a stir. Oh, you don't eat meat. So I just don't tell people. I just don't order something with meat in it. And I haven't eaten meat for years and years and years and years and years. But it's amazing how people will still want to pass judgment on that, on your diet and on what you're drinking. But once again, it boils down to, do I really need their approval? Or does it really matter? I mean, your parents have locked in a notion of who you are and what your relationship is probably from when you were three or four, not that you were drinking then. Yeah, I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah, that's true. That's the way the family works. And I think sometimes it's a path to nowhere wanting our parents to accept things about us. It, it, does that like – That makes a lot of sense I, and it's I mean, actually very liberating. It's the same thing. Like I, I feel like I've always – mum has always played this part as an adult. She's like, oh, Stacey's so embarrassed by me. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I'm actually not. Like, what's the di- <laughs> And, you know, she'll message – like private message friends on Facebook be like, don't don't tell her, you know, this is – like, what is this storyline? Like, where <laughs> – like, where, where – I'm an adult. Like, But I, as a kid, you probably were embarrassed by it. Or, or maybe I was shyer then and – that made her more comfortable. I don't know, but I get it because they tell they've got their own story for you. You're their child. And yeah. I am done as an adult also by fighting her story. She's entitled to it. She gave birth to me. So I and I have only realized that that realization I reckon is two weeks old. So oh. um but it is funny because That's a good one. I'm yeah, glad but you've shared that. It, you're right. And I do it does make sense, Greta, where you're like, let it go. Because in the end they do, I guess, have some right as well to have their own story. And if you don't agree, disagree, you know, you do agree, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter in terms of you going on with your day. Mm. And also passing 
like a, a judgment on dad on probably one of the most stressful days he's experienced or time. <laughs> his first Christmas going Gretel's through the divorce. I get it, mate. I get it. Because like, <laughs> oh, woe is me. That's how I feel <laughs> telling the story now. <laughs> but yeah, I get it. Poor guy. <laughs> Oh, God. Mm. You We've can cut it. him a bit of slack. We've got, Philip went off a long time ago, but can we just have a quick insight to what you you wanted to bring, Gretel? You're already in the Thinker Girls posse. That's right. Now let's make it Facebook official. Just search the Thinker Girls on Facey, Insta and Snapchat. Look, it's interesting. It's really along the same lines, isn't it? I, I'm just really conscious of it. There was a guy I was talking to yesterday. He suffers from depression and he said, you know, for all these years I'd ridiculed everybody who went out to seek alternative therapies. And for someone, someone gave him a voucher to go and see an energy shifter of some sort. And he said, I can't believe it. I went and I have completely changed. I'm on the path. I'm now a complete believer in these alternative things. And really the question to me is, why don't we open our minds more to these things? I do a thing, um, and all, well, all of my friends do, and it's called NET. It's a form of kinesiology and it's, it's fabulous about that your subconscious and and your energy flow. What I am I'm yeah. a, I I see a kinesiologist monthly. Like I mm. I'm right in there, but I've never heard of this. Well, it's the same kind of philosophy as like kinesiology being about energy. And that the theory behind something like NET is that experiences happen, and you you kind of stop. How would I express it? You have an experience in your life and you react to it in a certain way. And then every time you have an experience for the rest of your life that is vaguely similar, mm-hmm. it becomes a trigger for you to respond the same way you do. Oh, you repeat. Life. Okay. Yeah. So it's really what you girls are talking about in terms of why am I feeling insecure in the office space when people like me or don't like me? Or why do I need dad's approval? There are all these incidents that happen in our lives. So any tea. It, it looks at your subconscious and just looks at what could be blocked in... I'm not doing it justice. How does it differ to kinesiology? Well, I only did kinesiology once and I can't quite remember it, to be honest. Okay. But, ah. Sounds very similar. Yeah, it does. It, I think the difference is that it's there to treat something, but maybe it is all one and the same. I think kinesiology I, goes in hoping, and they, I suppose it's probably a little bit looser, but most of the time I'm in there, I'm hardcore. I'm like... <laughs> Where are we getting to? What route are we cracking open today? That's uh, the NET sounds more like the repeat thing, like the the react the looped reactions that you keep going back to. Yeah, Maybe it's something uh, to do well, with that. Well, kinesiology touches on. Well, they try and find the root of it. The yeah. first time you mm. felt it, or the first time maybe someone disliked you at work, or the first time your dad made you feel like he didn't approve, or you know, it goes back. Yeah, it to can that. Be, so. So it might be different names for different. Yeah, for the same thing, yeah, but the yeah. point is, it works on your subconscious now. You go once a month, I go. Lots of people I respect go to this. The interesting thing to me is that if I were ever to mention it to someone, it gets poo-pooed and ridiculed, as do a million of these alternative things, whether it's saying a mantra or positive thinking or whatever people might employ, acupuncture, whatever it is. And the fascinating thing I find is that it's only ever people who have not tried these mm. things <laughs> it's true. who criticise them. Whereas the people who do try them are advocates. I even but feel really, I feel really um, funny about suggesting them. Even you know, like because or even that because that's my true belief system. Do you pick your crowd? Like, do you pick who you, well, you recommend have to. it to? You yeah. have to. But then you feel like sometimes well, you're not even being yourself. Most, a lot of men will. They, a lot of men will 
tell you what their problem is, and then if you say, oh, have you tried this or this or this? You know, it might be skipping. Have you tried going to boxing? Have you tried physical exercise? Have you tried whatever? They don't, which is hardly an alternate experiment, but they don't want to take it on. And Sounds like my boyfriend. And it on, will criticise, say, I don't believe in that crap. I don't, and I just want to put it out there that not believing in something without ever having tried it or researched it or or discrediting something without having had the experience. It's just foolish. Yeah. At least shut up until you've had the experience and it hasn't worked and then you can say. But otherwise, I think it's such a reflection of our society where we really just, as we touched on before, we don't want people to be different from us. It's funny because mm-hmm. I, I came yeah. back from travel, which is always you know, such a – interesting I guess reflection when you come back to your country because you not only do you have great experiences and really stretch yourself but then you come back and I get really analytical about where I live and um, I went to New York and India um, very different trips Uh, but one of the biggest things that I noticed was difference is 100% celebrated like India, not as much, but New York. It's it's different, like, like different types of people. If you're different, you're cool. Like mm. it's, it's cool to be different. Probably yeah. even to the other flip side of that is that if you're not different enough, you're not you're cool. Not cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it might be too much that yeah, way. Yeah, but yeah. I I just, even when I went out and I, I don't dress, I don't have crazy hair. I'm like short blonde bob. Like it's really nothing that pushing but I suppose I had big earrings that said bossy on and I had a big red lip and I I don't know that's just how I dress but I sometimes often think if I go out to a bar I don't know not everyone's gonna look guys it might not be a thing but it was I just felt it was a different energy I don't know how well, to explain more accepting? it yeah. yeah everyone was just a bit like because there was something that stood out there, so that was encouraged or um, affirmed, or you know, so I just got a couple comments. Oh my god, I love that! I love that! This isn't this, and it was just something small, but it started to add up. I started to look mm. around me, and, and it wasn't. It was from that experience I started to look and go, "Yeah, right. Everything here that is different is celebrated, and mm. at home it doesn't feel like that." Why is that in Australia in particular? Do you think? I don't think it's a permanent state. I think that it's just something that if we're all aware of it, mm. of of just that we want to express ourselves differently and allowing other people to, not just fashion-wise or activity-wise, but race, cultural beliefs, whatever. Oh, of course. It, it goes yeah. to the other. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my little I mean, yeah. face value story. But, yeah, I get it. That it's... Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of – it's the ramifications are everywhere. Let's stop trying to make – Everybody, this one kind of homogenous, but a little bit uh, vacuous blob, let's embrace mm. that you're a bit different and you're a bit different because it allows each of us to be a bit different as well. So to me, it's kind of the same thing that we've been talking about for, for our whole chat today. It's you're different in the workplace. Well, that's okay. You know, if everybody knows, oh, that's how she expresses herself, then that's kind of all right. And Dad accepts that you don't drink. It's one of the joys of watching um, certain sitcoms, for example, where people, there's one that's called Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's not the world's most brilliant sitcom. It's on one of, it's on. Um, one of the digital channels, isn't it? On one of the digital channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Channels. Uh, I think. Anyway, the whole point is it's these four or five rat bags in a police office. They're all working in the police station. And I was watching this and I thought they're all ridiculous 
but no one is passing judgment on the other. Mm. And they're just embracing who That's they like are. That's like New Girl a bit, I feel yeah. like. And yeah. I don't know. They're all really different characters, but they're all um, celebrated. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's nice. Mary Tyler Moore was the same. And actually, if we apply it to most, even if it's something like Modern Family or whatever, it's not bad to look at these things and go, actually, that's, that's a nice way it's to really live. Nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, it's really true. It keeps it interesting it's too. Like, yeah, and then you kind of feel good about you being who you are. You don't have to try. Any, like you just wake up and you are. <laughs> I, I remember I was in Pakistan a year and a half ago or so, and we were, I was there with the Fred Hollow Foundation. I, we were interviewing a lot of girls who were studying ophthalmology there, and I remember the moment I was talking to one girl who came from a very violent area in the north of Pakistan, and she was describing herself. And she said to me, well, you know, I just, I, I live in a room with, with three other girls, but I really like my time and space alone. And I can remember thinking at that moment, wow, you're saying that about yourself, so that's okay. It's not with judgment. It's not, I wish I were more social or it, it was just a fact about her and it was fine. And I thought, what a beautiful way to be. Mm-hmm. Like if you get angry in the workplace or you're not hurting people or you're direct, yeah, that's such a terrible thing if someone else is the klutz and someone else is the hugger and as long as it's not groping. You know, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love a hug on this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. That's going to be nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, You've wrapped it up in a nice bow. It is lovely and I think everybody listening should have a think about it because mm. there might be something that you're fighting and maybe you just stop. You don't need to. Yeah. Mm. That's, yeah, a, that's a nice place to land because mm. <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of things that you think about and you walk away from and you think I've got a lot I've got a lot to work on with this. I think earlier as well, I think a lot of the time we're hard on ourselves too oh, yeah. as opposed to anyone really going home and thinking about it as much as we do. That's true. Well, ourselves. no, that's true but that is part of being a girl yeah. because if you look at mates, boys who are all friends, they'll just know that one's a goose, that one's a this, that one's a that. That one's a tight ass, that one's the organiser. They're good at that. Yeah, yeah that's true. Mm. And Who's we all character? aspire to be this perfect whatever that is and then criticise ourselves for it. Mm. It's bizarre. Everybody else isn't necessarily caring. We are. And it's exhausting. Mm. It's exhausting. Uh. It's giving us anxiety like it is. It's, <laughs> it's actually exhausting. You have to go for lay down. Uh, it's full on. Uh, GretelColleen.com.au is where we can find your website, all your bits and pieces about your upcoming shows that are coming up uh, in WA and in Sydney. We can't wait. We're going to get to that one. Yeah, we will. Thanks, girls. And it's been a joy to talk with you. Always, Thanks Gretel. for your wise advice. Yeah, we really oh, appreciate it. We really it. do. And we like Thanks. that you own your wisdom. That was straight up. Yeah. That you offered. Mm-hmm. You said, I'm wise. I don't know if you remember. I'm wise, so I'll be able to help. And I, I remembered that. It's That's good. So we'll, uh, we'll use you as a bit of an inspo hashtag. Well, I just should point out as we go that I'm incredibly wise regarding other people's lives. (laughs) What about your own? How do you go with that? (laughs) (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, Gretel. Bye, 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 bye. Bye-bye. Were you part of this convo and want more? Yeah. Join our Thinker Girls posse on Facebook, Instagram or thethinkergirls.com.au. Next week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Hey, it's Alison Rice from popsugar.com.au. Can't wait to catch up with you next week when I join the Thinker Girl podcast. Managing is hard, and I never say that out loud, but I think it a lot. Thinker Girl.
Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girls, Stacey June and Christy Mercer. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 